Happy Tuesday, all. Welcome back to Conversation with Brief, Impactful Discussions with CX Leaders and Visionaries. Today, we're joined by Justin Robbins, Chief Evangelist at CX Effect, which is a group dedicated to simplifying how businesses find, buy, and optimize customer experience solutions. Uh, and for those who don't know Justin, Justin has been in the CX world for over two decades. Uh, I like this, originally starting his career as a newspaper carrier and making cold calls at the age of 12 to generate additional subscriptions. Today, he serves as a consultant, advisor, and keynote speaker for brands looking to optimize and improve their CX. And you've probably seen his face before. Uh, he's in this great ring of people, including Nate Brown, Colin Shaw, and many others that serve as CX beacons. And as I mentioned, visionaries for those looking to improve their customer experience. So without further ado, let's dive into the economics of CX. Justin, it's a pleasure to have you. Hey, Terrence. It's great to be here. Glad to, uh, glad to chat with you this morning. Yeah, this is great. Justin, I have a huge thank you to give you uh, before we actually dive in. Um, I know how busy you are, so I'm not picking on you by any means. But you got here at 10.58 this morning, and to watch Fritz sweat was great. He was super concerned. <laughs> he was very nervous about whether or not you'd be able to be here on time. So thank you. Doing Dude, it. it was awesome. The call I was on, I was like, I, you don't understand. I have got to go right now. This <laughs> is about to happen live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always something I really enjoy. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Oh my gosh, um, yeah, I happen to be here. How is, uh, has the past 12, 13 months for you been? How have you been staying busy? Uh, you know, we decided to do all sorts of crazy things in the midst of a pandemic, like uh, build a house 10 hours away. Uh, have a baby, uh, you know, all, all of the things that one does in the yeah. midst of, you know, lockdown. Wow, almost the <laughs> trifecta. Uh, you could have gotten remarried or renewed your vows. That would have been the trifecta, right? How would I got a new job too? Okay, so there it is. There's the third point. <laughs> yeah, that's chaotic. I, I remember my wife and I, we, uh, we were intentionally trying to not uh, have, our, have a child yet. Uh, so close to our wedding, but we found ourselves yeah. in that situation too. Marriage, baby, house within six All of the things. Months. All of the things. Yeah. At, at this point, there's nothing else really to do, right? That's it. That's it. I was going to try a new haircut, but... Just... <laughs> well, I see you got one. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, right. Uh, so, Justin, before we dive into the economics of CX, I want to uh, put you in a consumer position because uh, yeah. we're all consumers. Um, have you had any interesting experiences, uh, whether it's looking at this period of time uh, in COVID or in general that have been particularly memorable as a consumer engaging with brands and companies today? Yeah, gosh, I, I, um, I'm probably uh, one of the worst customers out there just because like I'm always studying everything. Yeah. Uh, but in light of that, I, I mean, you get to see some really, really cool things happening. So uh, I think one of the, the things that has stood out to me the most, and this has happened with uh, a number of brands right now, is I've actually really appreciated uh, the companies who've just kind of used uh, everything that happened to really reinvent themselves and reinvent the types of experiences that they have. And, right. and one specifically was for a restaurant uh, in my previous hometown that uh, was kind of known for their chef's table. And this was, this was a big deal. Like every, you love going to the chef's table, uh, pulling off a chef's table at the time when the restaurants in that case were shut down yeah. uh, was really difficult. Right. What they ended up doing was kind of taking uh, a page out of, uh, you know, what, what's now available with meal delivery service and what's available with, you know, live streaming platforms 
And what the, the head chef there actually did was you sign up for the chef's table. They sent you all the ingredients to your home and then you hopped on a live video and it became an interactive oh, cool. cooking class. Yeah. And they've, you know, since they've been able to reopen, that's something that they've continued to do. But that, that to me was just like one really cool example of a, how resilient we are, uh, right. but how, how, when we uh, are forced to think outside of the, the typical box right. uh, that we maybe do business in, like how some really cool innovation can happen. So that, that to me was a, a neat uh, kind of, you know, experience as a consumer. Yeah, nice too that uh, this sort of initiative sticks around also, right? It's nice to find, uh, otherwise, how would they have been pushed outside their comfort zone to even explore this as an option, right? Uh, well, you know, and I talked to them and they said they they never would have thought of it. They, they just, it's something they never even considered. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. All right, so let's dive into the economics of CX. And I know you've mentioned this before. <laughs> yes, getting ready. Uh, why do you think it's important first to truly understand the meaning of customer experience and uh, as it pertains to customer service and customer success? Yeah, so I was on a clubhouse uh, conversation a couple of weeks ago that got me fired up about this because clearly there was a lot of confusion uh, and from people at some pretty, you know, uh, what I would say, you know, high, high levels within their organizations. Yeah. So I decided to do a quick little research study on it and found incredible disparity between how people were defining terms like customer experience, customer service, customer success, yeah. uh, and, and really didn't understand the relationship between all of them. And, and I think it's important because um, uh, let me actually give you an analogy. So uh, the, the most li widely read newspaper uh, in the in the, the world, do you know what the most widely read newspaper is? Not even going to guess. I'll embarrass it's, you. It's the USA Today. Uh, the, US, the USA Today is uh, it's like the Fisher Price of papers, right? It's bright, mm. colorful pictures. It's little words. Um, the reason it's so widely uh, read is because it's easy to read. And so I've mm -hmm. adopted this, this mentality of if we want everybody on the same page, we've got to make the page easier to read. And I think when it comes to customer experience, that means we've got to have a shared understanding of what, what is customer experience. And customer right. experience, from my point of view, is two things. One, it's, it's the, the sum right, of, of everything that, that a customer has, you know, along their journey with our business, the sum of, you know, their, their, what their interactions are and how they feel about the, their interactions. Right. Um, but I also believe it's a strategy and it's the way we think about things. Customer service is different, right? That's, that's actually a, a, a function within the business and, and customer success mm -hmm. is even kind of a subset of that. So uh, right. why do I think it's important? Because if we don't really understand it, we, we don't kind of row in the same direction. Yeah, it's just being lumped in as one category, right? Uh, absolutely, and it's it's shocking to hear that you've you've seen this at some high ups and uh, positions that are you know important positions to kind of understand the difference and the impact. Uh, that's that's, I guess a surprise we maybe would have expected, right? Uh, but at the same time, it's still shocking. It, it, I mean, I think more than anything, it's actually frustrating, right? It's frustrating mm -hmm. for individuals who are you know have a title of. Uh, head of customer experience or even, you know, chief customer officer or things along those lines. And what they're actually responsible for is maybe the contact center or yeah. you know, something else. And, and they don't actually have the, the, the kind of the full breadth of authority uh, that somebody to actually drive customer experience transformation would need yeah. to have. Right. And that, that to me is probably one of the, 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 the biggest thing that undermines uh, CX today. Right. And so uh, you're talking about your CX research. Uh, have you had any revelations that have been challenging for businesses to accept? Um, 
I mean, always there's, 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 so, I mean, the, the biggest, the biggest thing, and, and this is part of why when we were talking about topics, I, I brought up the, the economics of this is right. one of the, the biggest challenges. And I mean, it's been around for as, as long as, you know, I've been studying business is that, you know, if, if it doesn't easily show up on the, the P and L, um, if we can't very quickly, you know, crank out a calculation or do something around it, you know, so often it gets, um, uh, underestimated on the importance or the impact, uh, sure. or, or we just don't have a really good understanding of it. So that to me is one of the biggest struggles is like, what is the, the actual impact of bad experiences? What is the actual impact of ineffective technologies? Yeah. Uh, and, and so often a lot of the costs associated with that just get completely overlooked, um, or, or just not, not understood altogether. Mm, okay. Um, so getting to the actual economics of CX, uh, how does this factor into strategic decisions for delivering on a customer expectations today? Yeah, uh, that is a, uh, a simple is- question for a really complicated answer. I mean, that's, <laughs> so, so this goes back to the definition of customer experience, right? Sure. Uh, it's not the, the economics of CX, like actually figuring out like where do you invest and what's the return going to be and what's the impact of not doing this. That's actually, yep. uh, I'll do a quick plug for a report that's going to be coming out in just a couple more weeks uh, is we're looking at what is the cost of not doing this, right? That is so sure. often a question that's in our mind. What is the cost of not doing this? Um, the uh, A couple things that I'd say in terms of like getting started on this and, and how do you actually, you know, um, do this, uh, give it kind of the, the diligence it deserves. Maybe, you know, number one is you've got, you have got to have a cross-functional group. That's actually talking about, uh, where are, where are gaps in your customer experience today? And, and where are some of the kind of the clear opportunities for improvement? And then that can fall in a number of ways, right? Sometimes it's just process inefficiencies. We're taking too much time to do this, or it's way too complicated for our customers uh, to figure this out, or our agents are having, having to navigate, you know, too many things, or they're not getting the right answers, right? Really kind of doing some, some discovery and uh, analysis of where are we falling short today? And, and what's kind of the easy opportunity on that? And what you might discover is that, uh, you know, one of the easiest ways to do it is just improve the self-service that's available today or automating mm-hmm. certain things on the agents, you know, kind of workflow, things along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. it, it just really starts with like a, a lot of CX initiatives begin with, hey, we need to, we need to do this, this customer experience thing. Or, you know, I've heard that the, the chat bot is the way to go. Like that's, that's going to improve customer experience. Sure. And it automatically begins with um, what we believe is the solution and we haven't actually looked into what is the problem or what is the desired outcome. So, right. so to me, like to start from a, you know, if you want to invest well and you want to build into your strategy, we, we really have to like reel ourselves in sometimes and, and better define what we're trying to achieve or have a clear understanding of the problem that we're actually trying to solve. And is it a real problem? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, is anyone doing this well? Uh, have you seen any success stories or anecdotes from the CX effect that you've been proud of? Yeah. So, so the answer is, yeah, there, there are lots of businesses at different right. levels that are doing this well. And the, the characteristic of that business, right. To me comes down to, uh, three or four things. Number one is that they, they do have that cross-functional team, right? Sure. They've got a cross-functional team of stakeholders, but they've also got a CX leader who has a seat at the executive level, right? Mm-hmm. They're sometimes the CEO, they're a peer, you know what I mean? They're, they're on, that kind of C-level team 
who's who's able to lead the charge. You know, number two is that they they have a a genuine curiosity and uh, desire to ask questions and to learn from their frontline employees, from their customers. Right? They're not they're not just operating off of a, a base of assumptions uh, or you know, kind of like all of this captive knowledge that's within the business, right? They're looking outside of the business mm-hmm. and they're looking to the front line as much as possible. You know, they're, they're willing to, uh, to, to iterate, to take risks, to fail fast, right? right. That it's, it's this, this mentality of experimentation. Um, and then the last part of it is it's, 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 it's this left brain, right brain, right? Where they, they have a vision for it. They're able to pull together a team to execute, but then they've, they've also gotten really, really good about defining success and, and putting measures along the way that are both, um, you know, a look back, you know, their, right. their uh, kind of what happened in the past, but they're also have doing really good with predictive measures. Mm-hmm. What are things that are signs that if we do this is, is predictive of future success? Right. Uh, that, that to me, I think is really, really important. So I, I'm not going to call it one company, but that's kind of the DNA of the companies that I'm seeing to be successful. That's, that's how they're thinking. That's how they're acting. Yeah, that's it's interesting too, right? Because if you think about the past twelve or thirteen months, right, this is this feels like the time to innovate, to stand out, to create a different experience, to be aware of the gaps in the customer experience you're providing. Um, I can imagine some insights are a little difficult to obtain uh, using other referencing points from uh, beyond the COVID period because everything was kind of thrown out the window in terms of how consumers buy, how they prefer to buy. Uh, but this 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 drive of being innovative. Uh, I, I almost see that as you're either doing it or you're dead, right? You need to. Uh, oh, t- Terrence, I mean, ab- absolutely. So, yeah. so a couple things on that. I mean, one, yes, this, this season was uh, all about businesses had to reimagine. They had to innovate. They had to pivot, right? All of the, the yeah. words that have been used to describe it. To me, the, the bigger uh, lesson here and frankly, one of the bigger concerns that I have is we, we did we only do this because we were forced to and and what happens when um there are opportunities to innovate just yesterday i was talking to someone who who you know gave this great example of their business was able to do something in in 24 hours Mm. that typically would have taken them weeks or months but it was because of this felt sense of urgency right and so what can we do to have greater urgency and and you know greater ability to come together around a shared cause to drive change faster that that to me is i think yet to be seen yeah, it's just also been uh, shocking, too, because we've seen so many companies do so many things so quickly uh, to keep up. But we've also seen some that uh, you could see were pretty clearly behind the curve, right, as far as the digital transformation goes. Uh, and that left them bleeding, trying to keep up with the customers and how they were engaging. Uh, it was just, uh, like you said, uh, we were unfortunately and fortunately forced into this change uh, forced to meet our consumers where they wanted to be met and engage in how they wanted to be met. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely an eye-opening, crazy time. All right. Nothing it, to be said. Yeah, it really was. Um, wonderful. Uh, Justin, you mentioned, uh, the report, what is the cost of not doing this? I think that's excellent. Uh, is this going to be available on the CXFX site? How do people get it? Yeah, so we're going to be releasing it on uh, cxfect.com. We'll make sure we're pushing it on social. And there's, there's you know, a webinar and some other things that we're doing alongside yeah. of it. But really, it's it's a look at how how are businesses thinking about uh, the real return of their customer experience investments? Yeah. How are they defining and measuring success? 
Um, and, and more importantly, how do we avoid some of the traps that we often fall into mm. of saying that uh, I'll never forget. I was, I was working in the contact center at a business and we like, there was an investment that we really wanted to, to make. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and, and the re response we got from our executive team, kind of the results that we're getting are they're good enough. They're good enough because yeah. what they saw on those executive dashboards weren't telling the whole story mm -hmm. uh, and they weren't telling the most important story. And so that that's what this, you know, kind of report and series of assets are about is how do we how do we better understand and tell the most important story of what's happening in our business? Sure. Absolutely. That's great. Uh, Fritz, thanks for putting that up. That's the site to check out Justin and his company and his work. Uh, Justin, last question, because uh, yeah. we sped through. I think we were getting uh, started pretty quick. Um, you started as a newspaper carrier when you were 12, you've been in the contact center, you've grown obviously into a consultant and advising uh, companies on how to identify and improve their customer experience. Uh, you couldn't have seen what happened this past 12 months coming. No one could. Uh, but is there anything you're looking for brands and companies to kind of, uh, grasp onto and change, you know, adapt for in 2021? Uh, is there anything that you think is, uh, maybe an aspirational, uh, growth chain that people can shoot for. Yeah. So, um, so I'm putting you on the spot. I, no, I'm not going to look into a crystal ball, but maybe you have something. No, there's, there's something that's kind of super, super near and dear to me right now. Um, and, and I'm, I would strongly encourage businesses to focus on it. So if, if we look at what happened this past year, we talk about a lot of the changes that we had to do to move our employees to work from anywhere, the technology right. we had to deploy, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but the bigger fact that I've seen play out is we now have leaders all around the world who um, were never really uh, resourced, uh, trained, uh, equipped to be uh, leaders of a remote workforce. Right. And leading a remote workforce, developing and coaching employees who are distributed is very different than, you know, just being able to walk through the office and pop by somebody's desk or, you know, have right. them kind of swing in the hallway. And, and that to me, actually, I think is one of the key places where we need to focus because all of the other stuff, like, here's what I know is going to happen. I know our businesses are going to invest in the technologies that we need. I know mm -hmm. that we're going to, you know, policy all day, every day to, you know, to, to do this. Uh, but I, I do actually worry that we're not going to uh, put enough of an investment and focus to make sure that we actually do a really good job of leading our people uh, right. from wherever they're working. And so that to me is where I would really like to see there be a greater focus this year is because I think for the most part, you know, the businesses um, are, are going to do what they need to do to, to keep, you know, the business humming from a, from an operational and from a technology standpoint. Right. Um, but from a people management, I think that's, that's where I, I'd love to see, you know, just a big emphasis. Yeah. We had a, a net Franz on a few weeks or uh, maybe a few months. It's already been a blur. Uh, but she talked about employee experience, as did um, uh, Jeff Toyster. And it, it is interesting, right? Because we've seen some excellent work in terms of uh, better incentivizing these people, safety and precautions, but this push to remote, right? And now everyone's a bit isolated. There is no longer that chummy discussion at the end of the hall. Or uh, we even see it, honestly, internally. Um, yeah. We're hiring pretty fast here. And uh, our onboarding structure is now remote, and that has tasked us, even as a technology vendor, to, to grow and make sure that our people are feeling connected uh, yeah. and are able to engage uh, as they need. Uh, so very good point. Wonderful. Uh, Justin, if you have nothing else to add to CX Economics uh, and the economics of CX, uh, I will leave you alone. Anything? <laughs> anything <laughs> 
Any closing words to getting back to building your house, raising kids, uh, all of that? You know, uh, I, I just think that um, I was reminded yesterday in a conversation just of uh, how how capable we all are. And mm. so if, if, if you're watching this and you haven't kind of like just taken a step back to realize like how much you kind of were able to accomplish and, you know, right. uh, work through in the past year. Uh, I just encourage people to take a moment to, to look back and to celebrate that. Um, Cause it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been a season, but I think more than anything, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what's ahead. I'm a big believer that, you know, it's things like this, that we come out um, even, you know, better on the other side of, of it. So I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for, you know, all of us being better on the other side of this. And I just made this joke with Fritz an hour ago, but uh, this morning I saw a, uh, a meme of Kermit the Frog leaning on the window. Did you see that yet? No. So it's 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 him leaning on a window, March 2020, fit, trim, looking like Kermit the Frog. And then it fast forwards to March 2021, and he's uh, very heavy, leaning against the same window, looking out. Uh, so the joke is, of course, that uh, even if we have gotten used to a more sedentary lifestyle, I, I agree with you. I think we're headed towards a, a better outcome because of yeah, that. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Justin, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for making the time. Uh, again, uh, this was the economics of CX. Justin is available at cxeffect.com. Check out his report on what is the cost of not doing this that'll be coming in two or three weeks. Uh, Justin, again, thank you for the time. It was a pleasure. Cool. Thank you, Terrence. Talk soon. Join us next week, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Adam Toporek, internationally recognized customer service expert and author of Be Your Customer's Hero at 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk then.